podcast. Your co-host Aaron Ruta. I'm also with fellow teammate, ex-teammate, I guess you would say, with Tate Squire. Say hello over there. Hello, everybody. How's everyone doing? Hope we're doing great. So this broadcast, podcast, not broadcast. We're not broadcasting anything. This podcast is just something that I decided we wanted to do strictly because I what I tweeted. I tweeted out and said, anyone want to start a podcast? Yeah, um, pretty much. I, mean, I oh, just saw your tweet. I liked it. Actually, I sent it in your DMs. I was, uh, I was literally driving to work. I was like, uh, this, you know, I'm listening to podcasts every day. And I was like, hey, I start my own. I mean, it's free. It doesn't take that much work. Uh, just a quick Zoom call like we're doing right now. I live in Fresno. Peyton's up in Seattle area. Yeah, Tacoma. Cool. Tacoma, Seattle, Washington area. So, luckily that uh, everyone having to deal with Zoom calls the last couple of years, this is not too hard to figure out. Um, yeah, so this podcast is mostly we're just going to talk about sports. We love sports. Peyton thinks he's always right, which he's not, I don't think he is. Um, he's a big, big Chicago fan. I, you're, you're Bears, Bulls, and White Sox, correct? White Sox and the Blackhawks don't go for the Hawks. Making uh, out there. about the Hawks. Um, I I don't have any allegiance in MLB, NBA, or hockey. I am a Oakland Raider fan. Um, unfortunately, maybe we start. Maybe we start that today. Maybe we get you on a squad. Get it on a squad. I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe after we dive into some of these sports, maybe after maybe you convince me to jump on the. The Chicago bandwagon. Um, I doubt it. I'm not. I'm not saying just Chicago, but yeah, you know, we we need to get you out there supporting someone. Uh, so yeah, that's just a little bit about ourselves. Also, reason why it's called Stir It Up. I've already had people ask me about it. Why is it spelled S T E R? Backstory: Me and Peyton both played on the Vermont Lake Monsters, and our good buddy, who will probably be on the podcast here in a couple couple days or so um jack makes we just call it the stirs stirs are hot and it was spelled s-t-e-r so yeah man stirs were hot back in back in the day great city loved vermont loves playing with you obviously we played there for two years uh got to room together our second year it is great times sponsored by champ vapes champ vapes champ is the vermont lake monster mascot that we took a liking to after he fell off an ATV during a um, promotion in like the sixth inning, which was one of the funniest things in the world I've ever seen. Yeah, still so, say, yeah, that might be one of the wildest things I've seen on a baseball field. But... So let's just dive in. Um, we're going to talk Olympics, MLB, NBA, uh, NFL, obviously college football. And then we're, we're always going to end the show with a little uh, sports betting. Just a little side action for the a little side action, side action on uh, some MLB games. Uh, you know, some prop bets. Uh, guys hitting homers, maybe, or you know, maybe low round of the day tomorrow at the WGC with some golf. And then, obviously, yeah. once we get closer to football, there'll be a lot more betting talk because you know football's king. So. We always yeah, talk we about don't betting. Have too much going on right now, sports wise, other than uh, just baseball. A couple other things, really. Yeah, just ball. baseball. 
keep the bets minimum. Keep them, yep. uh, keep them solid. Keep them correct. Obviously, we're always trying to make money out there for ourselves and for our listeners. So let's dive in. So first, we're going to talk about the Olympics. Xander, this is going. Xander, obviously, he won uh, last weekend because the women's actually just got done yesterday. Uh, Nelly ended up winning the women's gold. Another U.S. right there. She dominated. And then Xander got the job done with a huge par save on the last hole with uh, Sabatini already in the clubhouse at 17 under. And Xander with a, on 18, he went ball in the, yeah, ball in the trees, punched out the fairway, and then wedged to, what was it, two feet maybe for a tap and par. Absolutely. Two, man. He's got marbles letting them hang <laughs> yeah he got uh, uh that was a clutch putt because you know i guess xander's that guy he just has that i don't even know if it's uh every time there's a major the last couple years he's one always one of the favorites and he's never i don't know if he, he's had a couple top tens but he's never really been i think he's, he, had, he's had a couple seconds he's a couple seconds and he hit second in the masters correct I couldn't tell you if it was the Masters, but I know he's definitely gotten a couple second place finishes um, in some majors. Don't think he's ever pulled through one, but man, that's Olympic gold. That's got to feel like a major to me. Yeah, I mean, obviously winning gold is um, it's a big you, thing. Well, I, know. Yeah, well, I mean, if you were if you were out there, Aaron, what, what would you what do you think you would rather have? I mean, you, no one can ever take away that you're Olympic gold medalist. It's true. Yeah, it would be. I mean. That was, that's something that I would live forever. Forever, I guess the only thing that's different between a, a gold medal and a major is the purse. And also, I mean, the majors are everything in golf. And I don't know really if we talk about um, Olympics as much, Olympic golds. And I, I, you can kind of talk about that with any sport that we have in the U.S. All the major sports, golf, football, football's not Olympics, uh, baseball, uh, obviously the NBA since they just won. Absolutely. Um, you know what? I would actually uh I'm taking the green jacket at Augusta over the gold medal. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd take all four majors before our gold medal, actually, and then you add the add the players championship in there and I'd probably take that one over the gold medal as well. So but you got you gotta have all majors over the gold medal. You can't just have one. Yes. All all over medal. All over the medal. Okay. Maybe I'm I mean, yeah, a gold medal is awesome, but you know, if you win a gold, you get thirty-five grand. That's another thing. If you win the players' championship, you get what two point one million. That's kind of nice too. And you're a players' champion. A little side cash. A little side cash. You know. And then. But hey, shout out to Nelly Korda, LPGA dude, dominating. She dominated. Dominating. Not not only in the Olympics, man. She's been. Pretty sure she's world number one. She's probably been world number one yes, for a couple yeah. of weeks, probably a couple of months. But holy cow, man, she hit some shots and she is lightning out there on the course. Every time she's out there, I swear, every time I look at the uh, LPGA standing, she's top 10. Yeah, and she just won uh, a couple months ago the women's PGA championship, too. She yeah, went by yeah. three strokes. Major, believe, right? Her first major. major. Yep. 
She has one major and five PGA or LPGA Tour wins. Um, and then obviously she just won. Yeah. Yeah, she's going to get Olympic gold. Sure. I mean, her and her sister are pretty are doing pretty well. I know her sister's doing very well as well. Um, yeah, yeah, they were both in the Olympics. I'm, I'm not sure how she finished, but I was just paying attention to uh, to Bill Nelly dominating out there. So then also another Olympic side note, the U.S. baseball got silver. Hurts. Shut out. Yeah. I mean. Shut out. I think both me and you have had the same feeling. If the U.S. was able to use big leaguers, or if big leaguers wanted to do it, we'd win. But that's another thing, like we're also saying with Xander, is is Olympic gold that important to Major League Baseball players? And obviously it's not. Same with the NBA. NBA just won gold as well. Um, what, they won by two against France? The close one. Yeah, it was a good game for sure. Durant, the Durant one definitely uh, secured it for us. Um, I mean, it's tough, right? Because we have NBA, obviously, that's in their offseason, so it's a little bit easier for them. It's pretty close, actually, right? Devin Booker and them shipped off right after the finals. That was crazy. Um, yep. Same with Middleton. And, uh, but, yeah, obviously, obviously MLB teams aren't going to let their players go play for this during the season. Um, but, you know, I would like to see more of the prospects get out there, right? I saw Godfather Todd Frazier. I mean, shout out. He's an awesome player. But, I mean, he's a pretty old guy to have out there on the field. I mean, we're yeah, uh, definitely some higher prospects. I mean, I would like to see those top, you know, top prospects get out there for us, like Adley Rutschman and those guys. Shout Adley out to Nick Allen, though, dude. He balled yeah, out. Yeah, right? A little A's action. Yeah, man, I saw he had a double two in the championship game. We just need mm-hmm. someone else to pull through and get him in. He had, a couple, he had, a, egg. He had a couple nice uh, defensive plays as well that I saw. I mean, that's a specialty. He is. Wow, that's, yeah, that's a given. That's a good. Guys are back. Brad Butter. You want to transition to some baseball here? Um, we'll talk about last week, the trade deadline, which, in my opinion, might have been the greatest trade deadline. That I they could remember. Yeah, I can agree with you on that one. Chris Bryant going to the Giants, Rizzo going to the Yankees, uh, Javi going to the Mets, Gallo going to the Yankees, and then you have Scherzer and Turner as a pair going to the Dodgers. Um, and then one of our old teammates got shipped out from the A's, which I think was a dumb move because oh. he's he's locked in under contract till 2026, 2025. Next four or five years, at least a couple of years, you know what I mean. Uh, we yeah. traded him straight up for Starling, they traded him for Starling Marte, which is it he looks, gonna? It, it looks I mean, like it's panning out right now just because he did a walk off bomb last night. Yeah, <laughs> looks like it's helping, and I think they got lucky as well because a guy we also used to uh, swing the sticks with was uh, Ramon, just got an 80 game suspension for PEDs like two days yes. ago. So I guess that's they got lucky they got Starling at that time, well, but well, here's the, is that luck or is that a behind the scenes thing? Is that you know we're finding out a little bit early before it gets mentioned, and we're gonna pick <laughs> up someone? I what do you what do you think? I don't know. I mean, 
my standpoint on it is that we obviously we watch Lazaro pitch. I, from my eyes, I've always thought he's going to be a future Cy Young guy. Whether that was going to be with us, hopefully it's with the Marlins. Um, but I mean, if you look at the A's this year, they're they're not winning the division right now. They're I'm not sure how many games back. Let's see how many games. They're three games back of the Astros. I don't think they have enough in the tank to, to contend with the Astros. Um, then you have to look at the wild card this year. The wild card is absolutely loaded in the AL. Yep. I mean, you have the Yankees, Blue Jays, Boston. I know Oakland, I believe, is in the wild card spot right now by a game on the Yankees, but the Yankees just unloaded on the trade deadline. Um, I don't see them not missing the playoffs. I don't see them. I don't see the Yankees missing the playoffs either. Um, I mean, that whole American League East division is tough. I mean, you have Tampa three games up right now. Red Sox uh, second, Yankees, and the Blue Jays. Obviously, the Orioles were just a joke, but the Blue Jays, I mean, the Boston, New York, and Toronto are all within two games of each other. And then, so I obviously, there's going to be two teams from there getting in. Indiana, White Sox are taking their division easily. And then the A's just have to hopefully get lucky and win some more games. Because it looks like as of right now they're the they'd be the they'd be the final wild card team in right now. Yeah, yeah, they're the final wild card team right now. And when you look at it, I don't see Boston missing the playoffs because they got Chris Sale coming back. New York's got Severino coming back soon off the IL. Um, then you got Toronto right there too. I think Toronto misses the playoffs, but I don't think it's going to be by much. Um, I just don't think the A's are as deep as no. some of these teams to give up a prospect when you got that much control. Not even a prospect, man. The guy established himself, you know, last year. Yeah, he struggled a little bit this year, but he got so much control on a guy that, you know, we saw from firsthand. That was their that was their pupil. That was their star pupil. Yeah, and I think another thing was. I mean, he made his debut two years ago. He was, I think he had like a two year right out of the pin. Um, and I know, I mean, the A's have never, I mean, we had a good bullpen. The A's had a good bullpen last year with Hendrick. Uh, obviously, he went to the White Sox. Love it. And uh, I just think that's crazy to the White Sox now have what Kimbrell and Hendricks is. They got to take it to pick either. Uh, their closure is going to be that night. Multiple. Uh, we can get into the White Sox yeah. at another time, but but yeah, the A's, it's just noted. just the A's, you know, giving up a, a valuable young arm like that. I think it's not smart. Uh, but hey, I mean, yeah, it, it, I mean, if you think it's going to get the job done, then I mean, that like like you said, it obviously looks like it's panning out right now. As Marte hit that walk off chimney last night for him. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've always compared Lazardo when people ask me. He's he's always reminded me of, like, a young, young Johan Santana. That's what I would give him. He's got, man, he's got electric stuff. I mean, there's a reason why they call the Oakland A's the farm system of the MLB. You bring up the best prospects, and then they ship them out and trade them away. So, they can't afford Lazardo here in a couple of years anyway, and they're definitely not going to be able to afford Marte after the end of the year. So, they're going to have to go back to the drawing board. I mean, you know, if you got Puck and Dalton Jeffries just had his first start. Right back to it. Yeah, right back to the drawing board. Um, So go back to the other trade deadlines. Rizzo, Rizzo and Gallo going to Yankees. I think those are huge 
move for them. Oh, oh, absolutely. With, I mean, obviously, Rizzo's on a tear. Yeah. Short porch, big lefty bats, get that head out there, something obviously, you know, I can never do. Yep. But uh, shout out, man. Yeah, Gal, I saw Gal just hit his first one uh, at Yankee Stadium. Uh, it was a wall scraper, but hey, that's not out in Texas. So that's out in Yankee Stadium. You know it. You know it, man. So, freaking let that thing. Let that thing get out there and pull the crap out of the base. Well, I can't wait to see Gal hit some tanks at Yankee Stadium. He's going to be getting some triple deck level. He and I think that really frees up that uh, that lineup for him. I mean, I saw their lineup. When was it? I think it was day two when Rizzo and Brian, uh, Rizzo and uh, Gallo were there. And the lineup went uh, DJ Mayhew, Rizzo, Judge, Gallo, Stanton. That was your first four. That's a lot of power, and that's a lot of RBIs waiting to happen. Think about looking out into that outfield. And yeah. And you see Stanton, Judge, and Gallo. Oh my yeah. God. Three I mean, tight ends out there. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's just crazy to think that a team like that could just afford uh, players like that at the end of the year. But I also, I don't know who I saw this tweet from, but I saw a tweet saying something about how at the end of the year, the Cubs might try and, you know, because I think Rizzo's contract's up after the end of this year. All three. Uh, all three. And I saw something where the, the Cubbies, I mean, the Cubbies have money. Um, maybe trying to sign all of them back with the prospects they got for the so that would be interesting if that could possibly happen. I could see it happening, but I don't know. They they definitely the Ricketts family definitely had some money. Yeah. Um, I just don't like that they let them go. Obviously I see why, right? Get all those prospects. Obviously um, I know the White Sox gave a magical but you know um I think magical can be special. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, he was balling out for us. So he was, he was in 302 with two strikes before he tore his hamstring. He's in 354. Yeah. He's a modern day Craig Biggio, man. I mean, other yeah. than, you know, playing all over the field, like be like, you know, Biggio is catcher and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, I, I give him a modern day Craig Biggio. He's a great player, definitely. I see why the Cubs, you know, obviously you got to make the move there. Obviously, they, they knew they weren't going to make the playoffs, which they aren't. Mm hmm. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, come free agency, they, they take some shots at getting some of those guys back. I think they could definitely get Rizzo back. Baez, not not really sure. I feel like he stays with the Mets because, you know, he loves uh, Lindor so much. And, you know, Cohen's yeah. Steve Cohen, I think, right? That's their owner, Steve Cohen. Yep, Cohen. And I didn't – Deep pockets. Didn't um, – Lindor and Baez, they grew up together, right? They played together in Puerto Rico. Pretty sure they went to the same I, I high school. Both, yeah, I know they're both Puerto Rican. Um, almost positive they played the same high school together growing up. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they can get the Brizzo, Brizzo brothers back. The Brizzo bro, yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about the what, man. I'll tell you what about this. Chris Bryant looks good in the Giants uniform. That's a solid ball club. Hey, I'm not. There's no allegiance to teams in for me in Major League Baseball, but there are teams I don't like, and that's the San Francisco Giants. I have always disliked the San Francisco Giants. I don't know why. I think it's a fan base. They're kind of annoying to me. Um, I think it's, it's just... I think it's a match made in heaven. Yeah, I think... I mean, it, that that definitely brings... It's a it's a win for the Giants, definitely, getting Chris Bryant. Um, they really... I mean, they're... They're older. 
but they're they for whatever up, reason they're they winning games, and they really didn't give up that much. Um, and they got a, a big, uh, big M- uh, MVP caliber hitter in the lineup as well. I mean, Brandon Crawford's, you know, he's living up to, he's playing at MVP level right now. He's in almost 300, um, yeah, 18 bombs, 50, he's, he's 64 awesome. RBIs. So, I mean, Brian's playing well, or uh, Crawford's playing well, and that's another big bat that they needed. Um, I just living here in the Central Valley when. Those even years happened. When was that? 2010, 12, 14. And the Giants won those. Won won those World Series. The amount of people that didn't watch baseball that showed up and now were Giant lovers was just the most. Couldn't stand it. Everyone was wearing Giants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it happens all over, right? Yeah, it happens, but you know. You got the Cardinals. I remember watching the Cardinals right when they had Palmer and all of them. You know, tons of Cardinals fans, and then they just tanked, and you never saw any of them. Now you start seeing them around town more like that. That's true, especially with you know Kyler Murray out there, another mm-hmm. age draft pick that played a different sport. Um, and then I think another team that I think is one of the most fun teams to watch. I know they, a lot of people don't like them. It's the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I will see what happens or whatever with the, the Bauer debacle, whatever situation, how that goes. But if he comes back, that rotation with Euler, Kershaw, Scherzer, and Bauer would it's be deadly in the playoffs. I mean, they got more. They're just, they're deep. They could, they could, they're, do a, they could throw a deep. rotation if they wanted to. Um, I mean, I think I, last I back there. I mean, one thing with that, I do have a lot of friends that might listen to this that are Dodgers fans, but I mean, it's just sickening, right? How, how does how does this happen? How does the MLB let Scherzer and Trey Turner go to the Dodgers for what they gave up? I just could not believe that. I just, I mean, I feel like the package they got the the Dodgers gave up to uh, the Nationals. I feel like that could have been for Scherzer alone. Yeah, if you look at some of the, I mean the. Uh, who is it? The, uh, the Twins traded the Blue Jays, Berrios. Um, their number two and number four prospect for a, just the pitcher. And that's pretty much what the, the Dodgers gave up for Scherzer and Turner. Yeah. I mean, it's Highway Robert. Yeah. 100%. And I guess I, I just saw. We need a league veto. We need a league veto for that. Yeah. And. And I'm pretty sure the Dodgers will be paying the rest of both their salaries this year. And I mean, both those guys are making just a shit ton of money. Um, I saw that they have the highest payroll of baseball at two hundred and seventy-five million dollars salary this this year. That is more Ridiculous. than two thirds, uh, more than a third of baseball for winning a, a World Series, right? You're yeah, saying. exactly, hundred percent. I mean, they're just stacked. I mean, you got just the infield, Muncy, Seager, Turner, Trey Turner, Justin Turner, and Trey Turner. I don't know how this situation is going to be going. I don't understand the Trey Turner trade. I don't understand it. You have a World Series MVP that plays the same position that he just traded for. I just, maybe it's just me. I don't know where he's implying second. I mean, you can't put Seager at second. No way. It's just big market teams hitting the panic button. That's all it is. Yep, yep. We got, yep. a, we got a low market Giants team 
who are just competing. They're, they're winning the division, aren't they? They're the best record in baseball. 60 first team with six. Uh, they're one win away from 70 to be the first team with 70 wins. Yeah, low market team just dominating probably the best division in base. I mean, one of the best divisions in baseball. Um, and you just got the, the Dodgers front office just hitting the panic button. We need more, we need more, we need more. Yep. Um, we'll see what happens with Bauer. I'm not sure. I know you saw probably that stuff if some of those Dodgers players once, if, if they even want uh, Bauer back. But yeah, I mean, we'll I would. I, I, I don't think you'd want, at least in a clubhouse where you're fighting to win another World Series, go back to back. I don't think you'd be another player that's going to have those distractions in the, in the clubhouse, especially if you're not playing at the level that you guys think you're supposed to be playing. I mean, yeah, people thought that was, uh, that was a weird uh, fit for me from the start, honestly, when he yeah. was there. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I think that with this trade deadline, obviously, there it was baseball was interesting. But there wasn't. It was still the you know the the teams that everyone thought was gonna make their make their push, um, and with the Dodgers not playing as well as they think, and the Yankees not playing as well as they think, we we had an idea and how bad the Cubs were playing. We had an idea that the trade deadline was gonna be electric, and it it lived up to it. I mean, definitely lived up to the hype. And, it lived uh, up. That was the first time, and I think the <laughs> there's one team that. You know, it's not doing well, and they have the big name prospect all star that's young. They didn't give up, and that's the Colorado Rockies. How do you not give up Trevor Story? Yeah, man. Shout out to my guy, Christian Myers, my roommate. He's a huge Rockies fan. Um, I'm a little disappointed on this one, man. They're, obviously, the Rockies are not going to be in contention for a long time in that division. I mean, that division is just high market, deep um, for years to come. And they're obviously going to lose story. Um, and it's, it's sad just to see that ownership not be able to pull through and just be able to get a huge haul for someone who's obviously maybe might win an MVP in the future. Yeah. Depends on what team he goes to next. I mean, his contract's up at the end of, these, end of this year. So you thought it'd maybe get, you know, a couple prospects back. They need, they need to rebuild. I mean, they're in re- full rebuild mode right now. I mean, they've been in rebuild mode for a long time. For a while. As soon as they gave up. Last time I can remember the Rockies being good was uh, when they had Matt Holiday and them, right? They were they were not they weren't they weren't bad like a couple years ago. They played the Cubs and the NLDS. I do remember that when you had Arenado, Trevor Story, uh, Charlie Blackman. I think it was two thousand I think it was the year I think it was the year the Cubs won it. Two thousand sixteen. Oh wow. Was that year. So that was what five years ago. So well, sorry, I can't. Sorry, Christian and Rocky fans. <laughs> you guys are still terrible, though. Yeah, I just can't believe it. Uh, one last thing with MLB. How do the Mets not sign Kumar Rocker? I just I mean, don't yeah, it's something we've seen before with Brady Aiken. Yep. Um, I think that was maybe our year coming out of high school. Yeah. Um, but obviously, we we see a flaw in that draft system, man. There's there's no player control. Um, it's all controlled by, you know, those owners, those teams. Um, they didn't like what they saw, so they didn't. They felt like those millions of dollars weren't worth the money or, or worth the risk. Um, obviously, Kumar is, I believe, with Boris. I think Boris came out and said something that he's completely fine, completely healthy. His doctors say he's fine, so I'm not sure. 
you know, the I mean, I didn't. Just, it's pretty sure. Sad to see. I'm pretty sure Scott Boris had a kid that didn't sign last year. Signed in the first, or not, maybe not last year, maybe a couple years ago, that didn't like the contract he got drafted. He's a first round pick pitcher. Didn't like the contract he was going to get in the draft and he decided to go play in Japan. I'm pretty sure that kid's making like $4 million a year yeah. pitching in Japan and he's still able to sign with the MLB. The fact that Kuma Rocker, who didn't sign with the Mets because of what they said is a flaw in his elbow, uh, miss physical, I guess is what the correct term would be. And the fact that he did not sign and can't sign with another team, I think it's just outrageous. I mean, he loses another year. He can get drafted next year, but it's just that hurts. He's a guy that could get in the big leagues here in like two years. He can help the help any team like he gets the big leagues in. Mets, he could, Mets could have called him up uh, in a month. They could have yeah, sent him out to Brooklyn. 100%. Is Brooklyn high now for them? Brooklyn's high now, yeah. They could send him to Brooklyn for three starts, send him straight to the rotation. Yeah. 100%. Electric stuff. Electric. His teammate is also very well, very good. Signed for a lot of money that I just saw. Jack Leiter. Oh, yeah, Leiter. Um, yeah, so now let's transition to basketball. Just to be quick. Um, obviously, season's over. Just uh, just some quick signs for us to the Lakers for a staggering amount of money. I just thought that is a I don't think that's a good fit. They got rid of too many people. Um, they don't have any shooters in this. And I think this in this day and age in basketball, you need you need guys that can hit threes. And Russ is not known for hitting threes. LeBron is not known for hitting threes. I don't know. You just got a lot of guys that can can slash. You have a lot of slashers. You don't have a lot of guys that sit in the corner and shoot threes. So, I don't know how. It's definitely a high profile. Team. It's definitely a high-profile team. There. I just don't understand how it's going to work. I mean, LeBron is one of the greatest ever. I'm not going to get in that argument on who's the greatest. I kind of already have a feeling with uh, with UP. Um, I, I just don't. Know word you just said there. I just I just think that. Uh, I mean, I think LeBron will, will his team to get at least to the Western Conference semis. Um, I just think the West is pretty loaded, and we'll see how that goes. You know, I uh, you're definitely not going to be able to keep up with the Warriors with that lineup. They're just not going to be able to, to make enough threes and score enough points. Um, but I, I just – it's definitely a high-profile team, Russell LeBron. I just don't see that working. Um, there's definitely going to be some arguing. We're going to see that early off in the season. Um, just not, I, honestly, I think the West got a lot weaker um, compared to the East this year. Obviously, I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. Bulls are back. Um, NBA's obviously worried about the Bulls beating the Heat, or the uh, not the Heat, sorry, the Nets. Um, that's why they're looking into this Lonzo Ball situation, which I'm a little nervous about. Um, but the East is stacked, man. Nets, Bulls, Knicks just got Cardiac Kemba. Celtics are nice. Bucks obviously just won the finals. Um, on the West side, you really just got Golden State and an overrated Clippers and Lakers team. And I think the thing with the East is they're, if you take the Nets out of the situation, 
all the teams that are in the East are pretty good, pretty young. They're not. They're not like you know the Lakers have a bunch of guys that are ten plus years in the league and have been playing well for the last ten years. But yeah, I mean, I, did, are, I even you know, I even left out the Hawks that I'm with the Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Yeah, Team Hawks Six. Yep. Yep. Game and six or seven, yeah, with with Milwaukee. They went to they they went to set they went to six, and uh, I think I think the Hawks could have won that series if Trey Young doesn't get hurt. Yeah, it's a little tough. Good for the Bucks. Glad for glad for Giannis getting his first. Good to see. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Looking forward to the NBA next season, man. There's a lot of a uh, lot of super teams definitely out there. We'll see how uh, we'll see who can put it together the best. I definitely think Billy Donovan out there in Chicago is going to put together a solid bowl squad, have them playing together really nice out there. And uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm just glad the Bulls are going to be back in the playoffs. I, I'm not even going to answer that. I don't know. If, I, I don't think the Bulls – I think the Bulls may get to the playoffs. I mean, we have three All-Stars. You can't not make it to the playoffs. Yeah, but you got three All-Stars who have never been to the playoffs. False. DeMar DeRozan has been to the playoffs. Oh, yeah, you are correct. I'm wrong. I forgot DeMar DeRozan went over there. Right, you do. We got four over there, man. Solid four. All right. Well, hey. I tell you what. I'm gonna leave it at this. We'll leave that man with this. Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine are gonna have some really sweet alley hoops this year. I'm really looking forward to. All right. Well, you still say the Bulls are back, and I don't think the Bulls are back until I see them with a winning record in the postseason, and then maybe the Bulls. All right, let's go into the NFL. Giants brawl, huh? That was Joe Love Judge it. losing his mind, Make, making their making their team just constantly running and running, and then he just cursing them out. Daniel Jones was at the bottom of the pile. I don't know what he was doing at the bottom of the pile. <laughs> I don't know why he's there, but um, his team. <laughs> I, That's what he said. Yeah, he's defending his teammates. Defending but the offense, sorry. I think I think the Giants are going to be underrated this year, personally. I think that's a team destined for disaster after that. Uh, you think so? Hey, I, I just, think it – I don't see a lot of those uh, old vets being too happy with Joe Judge after uh, running some laps after yeah. something like that. I think it's needed to send a message that, you know, you can't get into team brawls here. Maybe get some scuff. Yeah. Not wrong. Like, uh, I love that Lions new coach, dude. He fires Dan me Campbell, up. Man. <laughs> Dan Campbell, man. Dan Campbell. guy fires me up, man. He's a freaking ball of energy. You a coffee drinker? I have my fair share, you know. Of, uh, Did you hear his interview where he drinks every morning? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if you guys have not heard what Dan Campbell uh, drinks every morning when he goes to the, uh, the facility, he has two. Vente, the large cups of coffee, black, with two shots of espresso in each of them. And I looked that up, and that correlates to about 500 milligrams of caffeine. And that's what he walks into the office with at 6 a.m. I'll just say one monster, a full monster. Dude, he obviously the Lions aren't going to do much in that division. Um, 
but I think that was the right hire for them. He's gonna he's gonna get them going in the right direction. He's got to change the culture over there. Yeah, you need to change the culture. I mean, they'll be interesting, obviously, with uh, Jared Goff over there. I guess he got kind of the short end of the stick, you know, leaving a team that went to Super Bowl three years ago and then went to the NFC Championship or NFC uh, Divisional game last year. And then the Super Bowl. Yeah, he went to the Super Bowl three years ago. That's what I said. Yeah. And then he, I mean, he took the team to Super Bowl and then. You know, I was getting shipped off for Matt Stafford, who I think will just have a breakout year this year if he can stay healthy. It's not even really a breakout year, man. Matt Stafford's put up great numbers in his career. He's just yeah. never had, you know, the, the complete team. Um, I think it's a great move for the Rams. I don't think Jared Goff's ever going to be the guy to lead a team to a, to a bowl. Um, I know he's definitely struggled against the Bears. I'm super excited the Lions got. Jared Goff, um, obviously, because we play him twice a year. Um, but, yeah, yeah, Rams uh, definitely pulled that trade off and definitely benefited from it. I have an early MVP call. I may say this 17 times. Stafford? Ball seasons. Yeah. I think Stafford could be an early MVP if he says so. It hurts that Cam Akers is out. But, I mean. He's not I, there to hand the ball off. He's not there to hand the ball off. You got some receivers out there. You got Cooper Cup. He's not there to hand the ball off. <laughs> you, got, you got Cooper Cup. You got Cooper Cup. Um, Robert Woods. Higby. You got some dudes over there that can catch the ball. And I already know Sean McVay is going to get him in the right situation. It's just the thing is, is you can't give an MVP to a guy that doesn't win his own division, and that might be the toughest division of football. Yeah, McVay's going to dial him up over there. You know, yeah. Great offense with uh, Stafford. He's probably – I can't imagine that, how that playbook is going to expand now that he's got Stafford. He can – I mean, he can put the ball, you know, pretty dang near where, uh, where he wants it out there. Yeah. Um, and then transitioning to the weak – I maybe second weakest division in football, the NFC, the NFC Central. NFC North, I mean. Uh, you have the Lions, the Bears. This is obviously with Rodgers coming. Obviously with Rodgers coming back, I think they go thirteen and three again. You're attacking. You're gonna say the NFC North is one of the worst divisions in football. I mean, that I can name you three divisions that are definitely better than that one. Right off the top of my head, you got AFC West, NFC West, and you have the AFC North. Those three divisions have three teams that can get to the playoffs. Oh, AFC West is trash other than the Chiefs. No, okay. You can't tell me the Raiders won't make the playoffs. And I, tell you the Raiders won't I think the, the Raiders can make the playoffs. As long as that Fresno State bum is back there, the Raiders won't go to the playoffs. Hey, if Andy Dalton starts game one for you guys, you guys are going to lose until Justin Fields hey, maybe shows up. All I can say is we've been to the playoffs two out of the last four years with Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. I think Andy Dalton's a step up from Mitchell Trubisky. We're Did you watch him play last year? Did you watch him play last year? Who's that? Andy Dalton. No, who watches the Cowboys play? Well, I mean, they're on primetime every other week. I figured you probably Obviously, watch I don't trust uh, – well – First of all, here's the thing with Andy Dalton and the Cowboys. Their, their whole team was depleted, right? Their whole offensive yeah. line. Um, 
obviously had some great talent out wide. Um, but he, hey, he's a 4,000-yard passer. He's done 4,000 yards twice in the NFL. Bears have never had a 4,000-yard passer. Um, I think Nagy's going to dial it up for him um, until we transition into fields, whether it be this year or next year. Um, I think Andy Dalton's going to have a fantastic season. Bears will obviously be in the playoffs again because he's a step up from Trubisky, and it's not even close. He's going to be hitting those guys on the money, just like uh, Darnell Mooney and A-Rod. We're going to be uh, walking ourselves into the playoffs. You guys will go 8-9, and nine, calling it right now, 8-9, and nine, and miss out on the playoffs because of that extra 17 game. 17. I'll tell you this. We do have the second hardest schedule in the NFL this year, so it might get a little rough. We do play the, the uh, AFC North and the NFC West. So does the, uh, the Raiders. Yep, the Raiders play you guys. Play the Bears, obviously, the Packers. Raiders play the Bears this year? Raiders play the Bears this year in Las Vegas. 100 bucks? 100 bucks. Let me see. Let me hold on. I got to look up the schedule. Oh, you want to see the Dalton Fields is going to be playing? I I want to see how long into the stadium it's going to be into the season. I mean, if it's like week like four, yeah, maybe. I I like that. I like that. All right. Oh, my God. Raiders have such a tough. First four games, Raiders play Ravens, Steelers, Dolphins, Chargers. I'm not, I'm not here to listen about the Raiders. Schedule. Nobody, nobody hears about listening to the Raiders. No. Yes, yes. Let's see, the Raiders are going to go probably six and eleven this year. No, no. With Derek Carr. No, I mean, when you beat the Chiefs on the road, you can beat anybody. So I think they, I think they make a step up. They made some moves defensively that I like. Getting Gerald McCoy. Hopefully they can get KJ right. But I, I think the Raiders, hopefully, a lot of heartbreak over the last couple, uh, last couple years. And last two years, they started both seasons off six and four, and then down the stretch going two and six. And the year is not, uh, or two and four, I think, last year. And I think it was three and five. Hey, if you want to double down. Right now, I'll go $100 on the Raiders-Bears game, and I'll go $100 the Bears have a better record than the Raiders this year. I like that bet. I like both. All right. I All like right. both. I've heard it. The Stern has heard it. 100 bucks. Uh, so if you guys are listening to this, and just put this, mark this on your calendar, October 10th, 1.05 p.m. Pacific time. Raiders play the Bears in Vegas. Can we make our way out there for that game? Ooh, those are some pricey tickets. Might have to, they're, though. They're pricey. Maybe we just go to Vegas. October 10th. October 10th. In Vegas. One o'clock game. I do have an October birthday. It could be, uh, could be a possibility. An early birthday. I would birthday you those, uh, hey, I wouldn't mind even uh, sitting in the nosebleeds for that game. I wouldn't either. I'll, I'll definitely look into it. I'm Love that stadium. Super excited. Super excited. Bears are coming out uh, here in Seattle uh, day after Christmas. Man, that's going to be an electric atmosphere. That stadium's awesome. I'm just happy that we're going to be able to watch football games with full full stadiums. Fans, let's do it, man. I mean, obviously, there are some teams, some teams last year that had, mostly in the South, had teams. But obviously, out here in California, everything was locked down. Um, I just can't wait to see the Legion. All the new stadiums 
packed with fans. I mean, the Raiders got a freaking club behind the behind the end zone, so I can't wait to see how that goes. Yeah, MGM that, built a I'll club. What, that atmosphere for uh, that USA-Mexico Gold Cup game in that stadium was incredible. Oh, it was electric. Absolutely electric. All right, let's go talk about some other teams. There's some rumors out there that Deshaun Watson and the Eagles are in talks. I don't know if that would help the Eagles' chances of getting to the playoffs anyway. You know, Deshaun, uh, Deshaun's an electric quarterback. Obviously, there's still uh, some questions about the off-field scenarios. I'm not going to get into detail about that. Um, but Deshaun would definitely be an upgrade from Jalen Hurts um, in Philadelphia. I'm sure every Eagles fan would agree with that. Um, and I, I honestly would not be shocked seeing Houston, uh, you know, get a couple picks back and maybe Hurts in the deal, um, sending Hurts to uh, Houston. I think that would be a, po- a positive for Hurts too, because you know, I feel like in Philadelphia, he's starting, but they don't. Yeah, I was going to say that he. I think he's locked in to be the starter right now, but I don't know if they really want him to be the starter. I think they're trying to find ways to not have him start. And I mean, I think those last three games last year proved that he he can start. He can start in the NFL and win games for you. Is he a franchise quarterback? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, tough as nails. I don't know if he's a franchise quarterback, but I think he can definitely be a a starter. And if he if he goes to Houston, Deshaun gets out of there. Hey, that's his team in Houston. With a new coach, pretty much a whole new GM down out there in Houston. I think that could be a big thing for Hertz. And if Deshaun goes to Philly, those Philly fans are not nice, so he better win quickly. Yeah, yeah. Man. <laughs> and Hertz, Hertz is a good man, man. He, uh, he works his tail off. He works hard. He's one of the hardest workers in the NFL. So uh, best of luck to him. Hopefully uh, he gets his shot in Philadelphia or uh, Houston. So before we move on to uh, talk about some college football stuff, I see this note here that you sent me that says uh, this field's finally the one for Chicago. and We'll see. Was he electric in college? I think he, I think he was the second best quarterback behind Trevor Lawrence last year, and it's not even close. I think Zach Wilson and was well behind them. Uh, but is it the future? I don't know. We'll see. I hope. I, I think they should start them game one. Um, I think they they throw them out there, but I think I don't think Andy Dalton will help them whatsoever. I think if Andy Dalton and Fields are neck and neck going into uh, the first week of the season, I think you go with Fields. Do you think you go with Andy Dalton? You go with Fields. In what week of the season? First week. First going week. in week week one. We're going to start the season with Andy Dalton. You're going to start the season with Andy Dalton. So you're going to lose the first game. No, we're not. Yeah. Losing game one. Easy here. Let me uh, me get off. Andy Dalton is going to lead us to the playoffs his first year with us. So you guys go deep in the playoffs. You guys are losing week one. Fields is going to sit the whole year. Unless we're up large in a game, Fields is going to sit just like they treated – Mahomes in Kansas City, man. Mahomes sat his whole first year behind Alex Smith. I mean, and, first uh, two Nagy games was for the part of that staff. Matt Nagy was a part of that staff. 
Um, so I, I really feel like he's going to do something similar with Fields here. Uh, it seems like, from what I've heard, Fields is, has embraced that. Um, he's been working his tail off. Obviously, he's electric, man. I love what Jimmy Graham said uh, the other day. He compared him to the guy in Seattle. Obviously, we know who that is. Uh, but we'll see. I think it's. Uh, I think a lot of Bears fans are happy with what happened. Um, I definitely am. I think two wrongs make a right. Obviously, the Bears have a bad history of drafting quarterbacks. Ohio State quarterbacks have been bad in the NFL. Yep. I think it's a perfect combination, man. Two wrongs make a right. Let's run it. So you guys will lose game one against the Rams. And then you guys play the Bengals. That could be your first win. And the Browns after that, it's another loss. So by week four, if Andy Dalton starts first three weeks, you guys will be one and two. Do you think? To the playoffs with just our defense. So I'm not worried about that. But let's move on to some college football talk. All right, lead it off for us. Yeah, I mean, obviously big news with the, with the SEC, Texas and OU. Um, 2025, right? They're joining? 2025, I think, is when they said they were going to. And San yeah. SEC unanimously allowed them in. Yeah. Um, it's a power move, man. I, obviously, I see why uh, the SEC is doing it. Um, Clemson and Florida State apparently have had talks to join them as well, and I'm guaranteeing that that's going to be a thing that happens. Um some of these other conferences need to look out, man. That's a super conference happening over there. Uh, and I would not be shocked if uh, some other some, some other conferences start powering up as well. I think it's a it's a good money move, I guess you would say, for the SEC. I think OU ginormous, will ginormous I, money move. Ginormous. I think they're projected they're they're going to make more than the whole NCA combined. Yeah, I think it'll be a good money move for them. I just don't understand how Texas thinks they're going to be they're going to be back in the SEC. They're not even back in the Big 12. OU, I think OU will be just fine when they get over there. And unfortunately, I mean, I will be September. I can't remember when September, but in September, I will be at a UT game with one of my buddies there in Texas. Texas, Texas Tech. Texas, Texas Tech. Texas, Texas Tech. First night game of the year. Um, I think OU will fit in just fine, but I have I don't think Lincoln Riley will be there by the time they get there. Twenty point five. Yeah, I think I think I think big money, big money deal. Yeah, I think there's going to be an NFL team that picks Lincoln Riley up um, by twenty twenty five. Yeah, I do. I think the only I thing mean, is he could also not want that too. I mean, that's a yeah. that's a whole different ballgame. Coaching college players compared to hundred percent NFL players. 100%. And now since they're leaving, I mean, the Big 12, did it just fold? Saw Kansas wants to go to the Big 10. Saw West Virginia is reaching out to the ACC. You take those four teams out, now you're down to six teams. And then you got, you got Kansas State, Baylor, Texas Tech, TCU, and Nebraska as the teams left in the Big 12. Or Nebraska's in the Big 10 already. Sorry. Yeah, um, yeah Nebraska's Big 10. Big 12 is definitely going to split up. Um, and I really feel like the Big 10, Pac-12, and uh, those remaining teams with the uh, Big 12, a couple of them need to uh, mesh up. Maybe not all those Big 12 teams, but uh, God, I would love to see a, you know, 
a Big Ten Pac-12 match or a, a match. That'd be a great conference, and it would uh, compete with that super conference that's happening happening over there with the SEC. Yeah, and it's just now. I mean, the they had, they had the in the conference realignment a couple of years ago when the uh, Big East folded, and everyone started leaving there. Um, we thought that was going to be the last time that you know teams were going to be moving. Like five years later, six years later, that two of the biggest football programs and. In America are moving out of their conference, so that really uh, changes things. I mean, Clemson, Florida State are wanting to leave the ACC as well. I don't know if it I mean, it's an official thing, but there's talks that Clemson, Florida State, maybe have reached out to the ACC. So now it's just becoming just one giant conference at that point. And I just think you know you need to. Uh, I think they need to make the the college football playoff. Twelve, you agree with that or no? Oh yeah, it's gonna happen soon. Uh, whether it be twelve, you know, eight, it doesn't matter. It definitely needs to expand from four. Way, yeah. I mean, there's way too much controversy with just the four teams. Yeah, um, we need to get some of those smaller schools, uh, you know, just a chance, right? We we see some of those smaller schools with an undefeated season. There should definitely be a reason for them to be in yeah. consideration. I mean, both of us went to mid-major conferences, so we. We always want those mid-major teams to get some love. Um, and nothing annoys us more than hearing SEC guys say it just means more. Uh, I just don't. I they need to they need to stretch that out. I saw Tabo Sweeney saying there aren't even twelve teams that are good enough to play. He may be right, but you know, I'd I'd watch Alabama versus Coastal Carolina the first round of the playoffs. See what happens. I mean, football's harder with Cinderella stories. Oh, absolutely, man. That Coastal Carolina team played with some guys. Man, they're tough. Yeah. And uh, if we have the 12-team playoff, you know, maybe we won't have any mid-majors like UCF over there claiming their own national championship, um, which might have been one of the funniest things I heard all year. That, when was that, 2006, 17, 18, I think is when they did that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Central Florida. That was embarrassing. So I just – think it'll be interesting in college football. I can't wait to just watch college football. Uh, having Texas and OU and Southern Tennessee looks big, big time. And that's definitely going to change the whole landscape of all sports. And not just football, but all sports. What those teams are going to be playing. Yeah, yeah, a lot of changing with NCAA, man. We'll see how they hold it together. Obviously, athletes are getting paid now. Um, there's going to be some big changes. I don't see how that holds up with uh, stuff that happens off the campus. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna be crazy. The NIO is something that we could talk for 45 minutes on, on mm-hmm. how we wish would have happened when we were in college. I don't know how much money we would have made, Zero. but <laughs> we would have made – hey, we would have got something. We would have got a little, something. I know there's – I mean, I know athletes here that are, you know, signing – Deals with Liquid IV, and uh, I saw the two basketball twins here at Fresno State signed like five hundred thousand uh, dollar a year contract with Boost Mobile. Uh, so it's crazy, it's crazy. Good for them though. Hey, good for them. It's finally, finally, right? Finally. Um, all right, let's go to sports betting. 
What do you got, MLB locks, starting tomorrow? Yeah, man, I got a couple here. Uh, um, MLB locks for Sunday. I just got a little three-game parlay action. Uh, Yankees are playing the Mariners. Uh, Yankees are definitely going to start us off with a win. Giants are going to win, and the White Sox are going to sweep Cubs um, in that Southside series. And White Sox are going to take us home and secure that three-game parlay. And the other bet I have for us is Joey Gallo hitting a home run tomorrow. That's going to be a bomb up into that double or uh, second or triple deck. I like that. Um, I'll just give a little – I got a lock. Dodgers beat the Angels. Padres win over uh, Arizona. Tampa. That's my parlay. Tampa, L.A., San Diego. Tampa, Dodgers, Padres. That's my parlay. I got one of my one of an old teammate, uh, old buddy, just got traded to Tampa. He was with the the future of, or he was the future on the future team. Cleveland Guardians, which may be the worst. Luplo? Jordan Luplo. Happy he got traded to the Rays and not the comfort group for the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah, um, Guardians the Guardians might be the worst name I've ever heard as a sports, but that's a totally different topic. I have some for you. Golf tomorrow. Sunday. Who is your low round winner? Lowest of Sunday. Who's going to shoot the lowest score of Sunday? Lowest on Sunday. If Harry English leading at 18 under. Side note, Cameron Smith at 16 under, tied with Bryson DeChambeau. Top 10 stack, yeah, there's a lot of guys. Abraham answer for Scotty Ian Poulter. There's Louis Usahusen. Those guys past five really don't have a shot, right? I mean, that's that leader. <laughs> Seven strokes. Deep. Yeah, that's see well dustin it's really those it's really those top five guys Poulter, scheffler scheffler's been playing great man he's a top 10 lock thing there every week rookie of the year last year i believe pg to a rookie of the year yep uh, harry and bryson will be the last pairing of the day bryson just went off of uh, coming off of a 63 today uh, so both of those guys Love how about Cam Smith? Love how about Cam Smith? Shout out Megs. You saw Cam that. That's uh, Cam Smith. He uh, sent me that. Way. He sent me that Instagram thing yesterday. Uh, Cam Smith, two what, two days ago, eighteen was, putts in a round. Yeah, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, eighteen putts in eighteen holes, man. Just one putting machine. I how many putts in a round? For listeners at home, me and Peyton play a lot of golf. And what I mean by a lot, I mean somewhere in the round of 100 rounds a year. Um, and that might be low-balling for both of us. We both, Peyton currently works at a golf course. I used to work at a golf course. When you work at a golf course, you play three times a week for free, easily. So that's definitely around 100 rounds a year. How many putts do you think you average per round? Well, I don't work at a golf course anymore. We'll start off with that. Oh, but... <laughs> news, news to me. News to me. <laughs> but um, I, I think I actually kept track of my putts. Uh, last um, time I played on Monday with my buddy, Mikel, and I believe I putted 
I think it was 33. Um, That's... Which was actually, I played a really good round. It was an 81. I shot an 81 um, at Mount Sai up here in, uh, in Washington. Uh, but yeah, it was just under two putts a hole. Stuck a couple in there. You know? Let me, I'm looking up my. Uh... But on average, I probably average about two putts a hole at least. I'm just looking at my. And that's ridiculous. That he just went my best score. I had this year totally. Hey, my my year, uh, little backstory. I was living in Wisconsin at the beginning of the year. And never been to Wisconsin. It's pretty cold. You know, like negative thirty degrees cold. So I didn't play much golf until right before about May is when I started playing golf again outside. And obviously, my first couple of rounds were terrible. Um, I never really, I kept score a little bit, but I didn't keep track of putts and stuff like that and fairways hit until I got back to Fresno. And there were a couple, my best round I just looked at, it was a 74 at Ridge Creek, which is out here in Dinuba, which is a par 72. So I shot a two over. And even at 74, I still had 33 putts. 33 putts and shooting two over. Cam Smith shot three under and only had 18 butts. That might be one of the craziest things, I think. Craziest set. Yeah, man. He, he's right in there for tomorrow. He's only too bad. But, I think they shame out. Unfortunately, I hate to say it, but I think they shame out going to come back and beat, uh, beat English. So I'll give you three names and you tell me which guy is going to have the lowest round. Okay. DeChambeau, Scheffler, or DJ, who's gonna have the lowest round out of those three? All of them are in the top ten. DJ, but DeChambeau is gonna win. DeChambeau will have slight edge. I mean, he is leading him by five strokes. But DJ's going. DJ's going six under tomorrow. Six under, which would be a sixty-four. Oh, nah, I believe it's a four. But DeChambeau is gonna go like three or four and take it home. So you got DeChambeau winning it. Yeah, yeah, Shambo's gonna take it. The Shambo will win. Hate to say I, it, but... I, and shout out Megs. I hope Cam Smith wins with that mustache. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, Cam Smith's an electric factory. Electric. Definitely free mustache rights for that guy. <laughs> especially if he wins. Especially if he wins. So, All right. Anything else you? Uh, anything else you need to say before we? Send it off and feel great. Uh, shout out to everybody uh, that, that chimes in and uh, takes time to listen to us. Uh, if we, if our picks are completely wrong, don't yell at us. No, uh, I mean, obviously, do not trust those uh, parlays coming on. Uh, don't trust those. And if you coming over there, if you gamble, don't take our word for it. I don't want to. I don't want to get a phone call. Or text saying you lost me a hundred dollars on your stupid parlay. Sorry, man. I'm not a. I'm not a better. Hundred dollar gallon. Hold on, it's gonna get you a lot of money tomorrow. No, book it now. There you go. That's a box right there.